Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to the happy hour. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm really excited that you're here, especially because we started a brand new summer series about loving God. You see, I truly believe that loving God with all that we have is hard work, and I think it's done better in community. So this is our little community for this summer. We're bringing you a five-part series based on Luke 10, 27, where Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. I truly believe that each one of those parts, our, our heart and our soul and our bodies and our minds, I think they matter to God. I think they matter to the people in our community. They matter to the work that we do every day. They matter to our families. And so we've invited some great people on for the next five weeks to talk about loving God with all that we have. Today on the show, we have Trina McNeely, and Trina is an author, and she's a host of the Lovely Life podcast, where she believes it is possible to live a full life, no matter what you are going through. Her newest book, Unclutter Your Soul, Overcome What Overwhelms You, is out anywhere you get books. You guys, if you missed last week with Scott Sauls, go back and listen to that episode as we kicked off this summer series talking about loving God with our heart. Today, we're talking about loving God with our souls. And coming up, we continue this series as we talk about loving God with our bodies, or as the scripture says, strength and our minds. And then we finish off the series by loving our neighbor as ourselves. We also created some really awesome shirts to go along with this series. Grab one for yourself to remember that loving God, it's courageous work, and we believe that you can do it. To see all of the guests from this series, to read all the show notes, to find all the books they've written, and to listen to each of these episodes, or to buy yourself a shirt, go to jamieivy.com slash lovegod. That's jamieivy.com slash lovegod. All right, friends, here is my guest, Trina. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. 
yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Trina, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. Well, this is exciting. And we are we are diving in. We are in our second week of our series about love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And um, you are our sole expert. I'm going to just give you that title if that's okay. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But I'm really excited because I think sometimes this whole idea of how do we love God with our soul can feel, it can feel weird, impossible. What does that even mean? And recently in this year, February, I released a book called Unclutter Your Soul. And I just thought, man, this is a great topic that we need to talk about that I think sometimes women feel afraid of talking about men, especially, but we're both women. So we can speak to that, feel afraid to talk about that. So I want to start off by just asking you this, what is the clutter in our souls? Well, it can be anything. Um, and if I can maybe define for you what I mean by the word soul, first Please of all, do. because I think we use that interchangeably a lot, especially um, in a spiritual sense with either your heart, your soul, your spirit. And when I'm talking about soul, I'm talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm. So um, as I started this process in writing this book, it kind of started as mental clutter. And I realized, no, this goes kind of way beyond that. There's a lot of emotional clutter going on too. And so I'm looking at it from the perspective of your mind, will, and emotions. Mm. So soul clutter, 
can be defined various ways, but it's really anything on the inside that is taking up space. A lot of times it could be like that white noise of Mm -hmm. other people's opinions, the inner narrative that you have going on, uh, depression, anxiety, loss, loneliness, whatever it is that's taking up space on the inside. And when we don't pay attention to that soul clutter, when we're not aware of it, when we don't um, deal with it, it can manifest onto, you know, greater things um, and how we cope with the soul clutter than we might take yeah. on addiction or other things that are a little more serious. You know, it's interesting, everything that you mentioned that, you know, could be cluttering up our souls, like everything you said, I was like, yeah, that's in me. Yeah, yeah, I deal with that. Yes, that's what I think about. Yes, that's my story. And so I think so many times we can think like, oh, these things might be bad. And I think when they're cluttering and when they're not dealt with, they can be bad. But they're also real things that we're all dealing with. Yes, they are real things that we're dealing with. And I think, you know, in my process of kind of understanding what soul clutter is in dealing with it. it. I have this idea of I'm going to deal with it all. I'm going to be done with it. We're going to clear mm-hmm. out this soul clutter and then be done with it. But throughout the whole book, I really liken it to your actual, I call it lived in home, your home that you live in, and then your living home, your soul. And just like a regular home, you know, you bring in the junk mail, the kids bring in the toys, there's stuff. You don't just, you know, declutter a home once and then expect it never to get cluttered up again. So these are just things that we have to pay attention to. And that's kind of the most important thing is that we begin to observe and become aware of, of the clutter. So we know how to deal with it and how to attend to it. You know, you talk about how we have to observe the clutter. And I think I love your analogy of your home, like you're looking around and you're you're seeing the clutter. And uh, side note, funny story is um, my husband cannot stand clutter. Like he grew up in a home where I don't know how this how this happened. I don't I can't even I can't even fathom this. He said there was nothing ever on the countertops in the kitchen. And I'm like, everything deserves to go on the countertop so we can find it. So we have two different definitions of clutter in our house. Um, But I like how you said, like, observe and see what's happening. And you go through in your book, um, which, again, I said released this year. You guys could get it. It's called Unclutter Your Soul. You go through three different kind of ways to walk through this. And the first one you just acknowledged, which was observe it. And um, I think sometimes, Trina, you can speak into this if you want. I think sometimes observing it is difficult because sometimes we can't see what is right in front of us. And so when you talk about observe, is this a um, a solo thing? Is this me on my own? Or have you had instances where you've had people, man, they have to be close and man, they have to be invited into this because this is like sacred hard space for them to say, I'm observing something in you that I think you should look into. And nobody likes to hear that or feel that. But what is your what do you what is your take on all that? Yeah. No, I definitely think other people are part of the process. In fact, I talk about, you know, other people help to clutter up your soul and you're going to need other people to help you unclutter. And so, yes, there are some times that we're so familiar with our clutter and we're almost comfortable with it. And it does Mm. take a close person um, to sometimes point those things out. And it can be really hard to hear at first. And sometimes we're like, uh, no, no thanks. But a lot of times, at least in my life, when friends or 
close family members have pointed things out to me that I haven't maybe been ready to hear. It's like a little seed that's Mm. planted. And then at the right time, you know, the Holy Spirit brings that to remembrance and kind of opens the door uh, to the closet or the basement or the Mm. attic space where we stuff all the junk and helps us to begin to sort through that. But other people that have helped me are counselors and doctors, friends, family members, um, and books, podcasts. Uh, all of those are great mm-hmm. people and resources mm-hmm. to help you begin to observe because you're right. Sometimes you're just too close to it. You can't see it and you might not yeah. have the language for it yet. I love that. I'm thinking about a personal um, experience of me years and years and years ago had something really awful that I experienced and was think and knew I needed to forgive but didn't want to because I didn't think they deserved it and you know that I just held on to it and held on to it and there was a season of people speaking into my life and walking through that giving up that control over I'm not going to forgive so I can be in control uh, that was an uncluttering process for me to use your words. And um, I at first had to even acknowledge that it was there. And then I had to own it, which is what you talk about next, where you say you have to make space for a healthy internal environment. And so talk to us about what it looks like to own that. Yes, own is a bit tricky, <laughs> right? Um, because it's you have right. to kind of like name your complicity in it. And sometimes with soul clutter, you know, I like to tell people and a lot of my story is sometimes you don't bring it into your own life. You're just kind of in the wake of a bunch of of junk and you might be dealing with chronic stress because of issues with your family of origin or, um, you know, someone you love is going through something and it's, it's putting so much on you. So, um, sometimes it's like, well, I didn't cause this to happen. So why do I have to own it? That was a lot of my story. And so Mm. I had to keep observing and then get to that point and realize, well, maybe the chronic stress didn't start with me, but how am I being complicit with that? Am I, you know, staying up way too late? Am I eating junk food and coping with hamburgers from McDonald's? Maybe that's just (laughs) just me. Um, You know, am I feeding into the drama or am I trying to see what's there, own it, and maybe change some of my uh, behavioral patterns and coping mechanisms? Mm-hmm. Which I think, I'm trying to think here, I've I've been thinking since I knew I was going to talk to you, like, which one of these is harder for me mm-hmm. in the three that we're going to talk about? And honestly, I don't think I have an answer because I mm-hmm. think that in different circumstances and in different life stage and in different um, maturity levels, they have each been hard in a season. And I don't know if you can say like, is that true of you? Or would you say, no, this one is particularly hard for me often? Yeah. Well, observing comes a little bit easier for me because I'm a writer and I love observing things in life. So I can be, you know, writing in my journal forever, observing, but then I get like stuck in not taking action. So actually each chapter is an action that you can take because action activates change and I get stuck in observing. So uh, owning was like, for me, the real change and real shift in my life because I had to begin to take action. And like I said, Jamie, if I'm really honest, you know, there was a lot going on in my life and my family of origin, a lot of things completely out of my control. And so I was like, why is this happening? This isn't fair. You know, it's encompassing all aspects of my life. And sometimes, you know, 
it would just the the sadness over loss and grief would morph into depression if I wasn't paying attention to it. And sometimes self-pity, which is really hard to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about because I think most of us at one point or another struggle with it. So I had to really own up to this mindset that I was carrying around of, you know, life happening to me and sometimes even going into a, a victim mindset. And so, um, I had to really own that, you know, I felt powerless and I had to own that I felt powerless and begin to take action and participate in my own life. Yeah. I think that is hard when someone who's feeling the way that you were feeling of thinking, I actually didn't start this. Yeah. You know, this, I inherited this or whatever. This is something that's happening in my family that's infecting me that I'm carrying with me. And I'm actually not making these choices to be here, but it's still cluttering up your soul and Mm -hmm. the thing I think that I want to also before we get to the next part talk about here is I think sometimes we actually believe a that we can handle this on our own like we don't need to deal with this because I'm in control here and I think also we think that it's not affecting our relationship with the Lord and so I think I want to hear how when we choose to just kind of live with this and not take action on it not acknowledge it um, all of those things how is that hindering our relationship with the Lord? Or or is it? I think that it is, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I think that it does. But, you know, my experience is that God is so kind and so patient with us. And so Truth. it's almost, I mean, of course, he is a parent. So I also talk a lot about him parenting me through this process because in my clutter, I kind of found out, oh, I'm emotionally stuck as a teenager. Like this is how I'm responding to problems in life. So we talk about knowing your emotional age. Um, but so I found God to parent me and it, it, what hindered me was that I was missing out on a lot. He was like, I have all this for you, but you're, you're choosing to miss out on it because you're, and that's what I mean yeah. is like, it's where we're, there's, there's this open field yeah. and we just want to stay at the gate yes. and the gate's awesome and the gate's beautiful yeah. and the gate is kind and loving, but he's like, come on in. It's like full of wildflowers. It's waiting for yes, you. Yes. Yes, exactly. I love that analogy and that picture that's been totally true in my life. So I think I was just holding myself back in so many ways and mm. He was patient with me and met me there in each step and lovingly corrected me and parented me and, you know, led me to the right people and just, you know, little morsels along the way. But I think that, yeah, like you said, it's like you're at the gate, but the field is out there and waiting for you. The wide open space. That's what we were talking about. Creating, wide open creating space. space in your soul. It's it's there. It's available. Um, and also, like, I, I talk a lot about... I'm kind of like the everyday person. Like I want to, I want to be happy in my everyday, and I struggle with that sometimes. So I'm always trying to get to this destination. It's kind of like if I can just get through that gate that we're talking about metaphorically, mm. um, then I'll be happy. Then I'll experience peace. Then I'll experience joy. And in this process, what I keep finding and keep uncovering is that peace and joy and all of those good things, they're not on the other side. They're available to us right now mm. as we're going through things, as we're uncluttering, as we're facing and owning up to the hard things. They're available to us. We just have to mm. 
recognize and choose them and and receive them and and sometimes you know we'll obviously make space for them but you know it says in psalms that we can pursue peace and so that's something now that i don't want to just like wait for peace i want to pursue it and take action towards it it's so good i think when i see some people who they're listening to us and and i'm thinking of them as they're like Okay, I want to go, if we'll keep with that field analogy, which I have no idea where that came from, (laughs) except for we're recording this in April in Texas, and the blue bonnets are amazing right now. So um, we have such pretty blue bonnets in my neighborhood. In fact, I took a picture of my daughter there the other day, and someone said, where is this in town? And I didn't want to tell him. It's like, in my neighborhood, because they're so beautiful. So I'm thinking about this field of flowers, and I think sometimes I have felt myself be here as well, is you know that the flowers are there. Like, you know Mm -hmm. there's a field. But sometimes uncluttering, decluttering hurt is hard and it is painful to get through. And I'm in a a group little therapy thing right now this year. And there's been so many times where I'm like, I don't actually want to go through this Mm -hmm. because in my weirdness, I'm just going to stay here. Even though I know there's a bunch of flowers on the other side, that's I'm going to have to put on my boots. I'm going to have to walk through this. I'm going to have to do all the things. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the value mm-hmm. of actually working on the hard things. Yes. And I don't know if, if this is just me or have you experienced that as yeah. well? No, I think that's so true. And it says a lot about the culture that we live in. You know, we all want to these, you know, 10 steps to change your life. You know, uh-huh. it only costs you your email address. Uh, these quick right. fixes on promises of magic. Like I love Charlotte Tilbury's magic cream and I bought into the advertisement because it says magic. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So that's totally me. But change takes a slow, long time. And I think we look at other people online and we see that, you know, um, their successes and the highlight reel, we all know that's a highlight reel. Um, And we don't see the behind the scenes of, you know, the hard one every day where you're working through the hard. And so I think we have to talk about it more and normalize it. And there's beauty in it. There's something really beautiful about being committed to working through your mental, emotional, and spiritual health and health of your soul. These things just take time, but good things do take time. And it's not something to be afraid of. It's it's something to embrace and to know that anyways, it's one day at a time and we don't have to do it alone. That's the beautiful thing about being a believer is the Holy Spirit is our helper and he's with us. He's our counselor, our wonderful counselor, and he's with us every step of the way. So you're not alone. Mm. And you know, it, it, and it, the thing that kind of pushes me through when I get stuck there, like I don't want to do the hard work is I do think about all of the access that I have to the father. And, and that doesn't change whether you do the hard work or not. You always have access to him. But I also just, I'm like, I've seen his faithfulness in the past of walking with me through hard things. I'm like, he's going to walk with me through this hard thing again because his character is faithfulness and it's what he's going to do. You talk about overcoming, about taking action with tools for living this clutter-free life from the inside out. And so I think that is like, obviously, you don't have this magic pill for us, like your magic face cream, which I, I would love to get a hold of that. Um, but <laughs> but there are things that we can it do. It is good. I think it is good. As people, we do like to know, what can we do? And so what is your just, we've, we've sprinkled it in through this whole conversation already, but what are some of the things that someone's going, I'm ready yeah. to take these first couple of steps. I want to start dealing with some things that I never had before. What is your encouragement to them? Yeah, well, I think 
that's the first step is saying that you Mm -hmm. want to begin to take a look at what's going on on the inside and you want to have a healthier soul. So first step, good, check for you. That's good. Yes. And then I think, Mm. tell someone, um, as we talked about, you're not going to go through this process alone. You don't want to, it may, you may feel like you want to, but maybe tell a, a trusted friend, um, I have a chapter that is probably my favorite. It's called Talk About the Things You Can't Talk About. Uh, And when we keep things in secret or in the dark, it just gives power to that. So talk to someone, ask for help. That's another chapter I have. Um, That took a long time for me to do. And sometimes we have to, you know, we ask for help, we pray for help. Sometimes we pay for help. And sometimes we do all three. Uh, So those are some ways to get you started. And um, invite the Holy Spirit in, I guess, number one, invite him into the process. He's there with you and he wants to help you. He is the helper. And then I want you to just begin to um, look for the choices because when we start to see all of the soul clutter, it can feel very paralyzing. I love the field analogy so much, I think, because what I would feel on the inside was just this tightness. Like I just wanted to kind of escape my own skin because I just felt so tight and cluttered with emotional pain and all of the junk. So we are craving that open, wide open field of flowers. So um, begin to look for little choices. We think, oh, you know, I, I can't afford therapy. You know, I thought that for a while and that really wasn't true. I just, you know, was wanting to go, you know, um, yeah, use that money Target differently uh-huh. <laughs> to relieve stress yeah. instead. Right. I was doing different therapy. So um, begin to look for the choices when you wake up in the morning and you feel completely overwhelmed, um, you know, put on your shoes and go take a walk and get get moving. So just begin to look for those little choices that you feel like you might not have because we always have a choice, even if it just comes way, mm. way down to our attitude for the day. You mentioned earlier something I want to ask you to touch on for just a minute was these things that we think we can't talk about, um, private battles that we might be Mm -hmm. having. having. I think sometimes we think we can't talk about it too because there's stories intermingled within that and it's not always your story to tell. Um, But I think that having no outlet for that can feel suffocating, you know, and, and again, we, we have the Holy Spirit, like we've mentioned several times, which is amazing. And, and your outlet to the father is unlimited. But there is this opportunity of like, man, I need some community to walk with me through this. How do we talk about these private battles um, with confidence? And we've all been hurt before. And so that feels super scary to step into that. Um, but we both, mm-hmm. but we also probably would be able to articulate that the the benefit is it there's so much benefit to it but it feels so hard yeah it does uh and that's been very much part of my story and for a long time I kept so much in because it wasn't entirely my story to tell and so it really took kind of deciding and figuring out who was a really trusted friend. And sometimes you have to go back and, you know, you, you might, we have all different types of friends as we get older, right? It's not just like you're in elementary school and this is your BFF. Um, so, you know, I have old friends and new friends and friends that I pray with and friends that I go to movies with. Um, but I really began to, to think about like, who, who is a friend in my life that can sit in pain and the hard things that they don't, you know, deflect from it. It doesn't scare them away. They've maybe gone through difficult things themselves. And also they have a strong relationship with the Lord. So, um, 
I was able, thankfully, you know, to have a couple of friends like that. And as I began to share in confidentiality, some of these things, um, boy, it was like a weight lifted. It didn't fix everything by any means, but it just brought into light what I have been holding on the inside and trying to manage on my own. And, you know, I think in recovery, there's like an adage that says you're only as sick as your secrets. And so, you know, even in sharing, you might not have to tell them every detail, but you can, you know, share what you're comfortable sharing and even let the Holy Spirit guide you in that. And it may be a several conversation process. I know it's been that way with me. So definitely don't keep those things to yourself. We have to start talking. That's so good. I've had a couple of experiences in my life that have felt that way of like, man, I I need to talk about this, but there's other people's stories involved here. And I'm just a a real value. I value people's like their their life. And it's not mine to put on display. And someone told me one time, they said, but what you can talk about is like what you're going through. You can't talk about what you're feeling. You can't talk about how you have been affected. Because sometimes I think, man, if I talk about that, then I'm throwing them under the bus. And the reality is like, I can bring myself um, to the Lord and into that relationship. Um, And I think so many times um, we forget that this, this act of vulnerability, which vulnerability is a buzzword, you throw it around a lot. But I really just think like, man, am I able to completely show my cards and be myself to this person, this friend that you're trusting with and that I'm trusting with. And what I've noticed, and you mentioned this a while ago, is that my vulnerability with them leads them to be vulnerable with me. And it's like this beautiful dance that we play where we build more trust and we build more um, faithfulness towards each other and our stories and our confidentiality. And that's been beautiful for me to see as friendships have developed in that way. And I would say, I mean, it almost makes me teary eyed when I think of those friends, because they have really held some of my most tender places of my soul and helped me, I mean, to use your words, unclutter them. And that is, that is a gift. Mm -hmm. It is a gift. And I think with being vulnerable, I had a situation yesterday, if I'm just going to open up here and be honest, (laughs) I, um, I just moved like less than a year ago. So I'm new in the area and I've just started going to a Bible study, um, with all new friends, except for one that is a lifelong friend. And, um, everyone is pretty open and sharing. And I, am either like totally open or I can be super private, which is weird since I write books, but you know, and, Uh um, so I don't even know what the question was yesterday, but somehow I just kind of shared all my struggles and, um, have been in a season where, you know, I've been working through the soul clutter and now I have this process and it's so helpful, but knowing my past patterns, like I'm, I'm just in a, in a deficit right now and feeling Mm -hmm. a depletion and like, you know, depression is always kind of, you know, on the edge there. And so, um, somehow it all came out (laughs) yesterday and, um, I first was like, Oh no, what am I doing? And then, you know, everyone circled around and prayed with me and it was really, really beautiful. And I was so grateful. And then afterwards, you know, I kind of felt that like 
vulnerability hangover where you're like that's exactly what i was just thinking you're like like, what did i just do what did i say what did i share these are like all new friends and they're gonna think you know i'm yeah i don't have it together whatever which is funny because none of us have it together totally obviously exactly um but then like afterwards and you know since yesterday like i'm just feeling so much freedom because i shared Mm -hmm. another you know lovely woman texted me and she's like, thank you so much for being vulnerable because that helped me to be vulnerable. And, um, also like, I think it is part of my healing because if I'm starting to Mm. feel depleted and like, you know, depression is knocking again, then I just want to go inward and, you know, but now it's out there. So now I'm going to have people checking in on me. And so that's the importance of inviting other people in and telling them about those hard things that, you don't want to talk yeah. about it's so good and nothing really changes in the dark I mean you know there's no growth That's there's right. no experience there's no friendships there's no vulnerability in the dark that stuff happens in the light and that can be hard and scary but I think you know when there's two women like us who are saying like we've experienced that bringing it to the light and mm-hmm. there actually is freedom there mm-hmm. actually you might have that vulnerability hangover for a minute but then yeah. you go I actually feel better because yeah. because of that I, I'm so thankful for that Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Trina, I'd love to hear um, from you. What are you loving and what are you reading these days? Okay, um, I am reading. (laughs) I usually have like, you know, uh, self-help or, you know, like Christian type books and fiction mm-hmm. going and my fiction game has not been strong. So I, I don't have anything to offer there. Do you go through seasons like that? I do. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll be like, okay, I can't do any self-help or personal growth. Like I've, I've done so much of it. I only want to get lost in story. Um, so right now I'm reading a really difficult book for me. Um, <laughs> it's called Addict in the Family. So I'm learning a okay. lot about addiction. That's been part of my. That's a that's a fun little uh, nighttime read right there. Night, I can tell. No, yeah, I can only do it in like bite sizes. But yeah. honestly, like mm-hmm. that's part of my uncluttering that I'm personally doing right now in this season, um, because that's been part of my story: addictions mm-hmm. in the family, um, and I haven't been able to. I've been able to. In some ways, I haven't been able to own it um, mm. and deal with it and really read about it and understand because it's been too painful. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to own some things and, and work that. through and read it. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. So if anyone is yeah. dealing with um, addictions in your family, this is such a good book. It comes out of Hazelden, which is um, 
a huge recovery center in in Minnesota. So I'm reading that. that. And then Nicole Zazowski's book, What If It's Wonderful, which I read, I did an endorsement, but um, now that I've got the actual book, I'm going to go through with my highlighter and and read that because I'm looking for more. Um, I want the rhythm of celebration in my life Mm. as well. Mm, yeah. That is such a great book. I read it as well. And Nicole was on the podcast earlier in the spring. If you guys want to go listen to it, episode number 475. Um, and just also, I mean, th- that's a conversation that kind of just really goes up nicely with our conversation, you know, about like, mm-hmm. not not expecting the dread and thinking, what if it all is okay, and the joy that we find in walking through life, it, it really goes hand in hand with this. For me personally, I can experience that. Yeah. Um, what are you loving these days? Okay, um, I that's a loaded question. I love because <laughs> you love everything. I love everything. Well, I like to do like I did blogs forever, like my la la uh-huh. loving list. So, um, I love yeah. my electric Smeg tea kettle. I don't think I could live without that. Um, okay. And then, kind of random, um, and it was a saved up purchase, but I got like a portable infrared sauna. <laughs> Oh, and it's really funny because it's like this. Like that your whole body goes in? Except for your head and your hands stick out okay, like so pterodactyls. I feel like I've seen those on like maybe like those like airplane magazines or something. Yeah. And it is like you're in this box. Yes. So I, okay. uh, I, I guess I follow a lot of like wellness accounts because part of uh-huh. uncluttering my soul, you know, it's been like dealing with a lot of physical things too. So um, I kept seeing this and I was having some issues and so I was like I'm gonna save up and get this and I love it like I I don't like to be how often do you use this um a couple times a week so okay I mean I thought I was gonna do it every day but I don't but a couple times a week and I go in for like 30 minutes and I just feel so good I you sweat a little bit which like I said I don't really like to but you feel awesome afterwards Uh and I don't like being hot. I'm from Chicago originally, so I can deal with that really cold weather, but your head Uh is out of it. So that makes me be able to tolerate the heat better, but I just feel good. And there's lots of benefits to the infrared lights. Don't ask me because I don't have a memorized, but um, but I'm I'm okay, loving I'm totally that. In, I'm totally intrigued now. So yeah. there, you, um, there you go. I would say one more like lower end thing is um, a like overnight mask by Origins. I think it's called the Drink okay. Up Mask. It's uh-huh. really affordable Ooh. and it has a nice smell and you just leave it on. It feels like a really thick moisturizer. You leave it on overnight and your skin is nice yep. and dewy in the morning. I love that. Well, Trina, thank you so much for for talking with us in this series. And um, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I think this is um, the conversation that we had today is a conversation that I myself personally could listen to every year (laughs) and reevaluate how am I doing that area. So this is a much needed um, conversation and resource. So I know some people are going to be wondering, okay, how am I overwhelmed? What does this look like? And I know you guys have a quiz. So tell everyone that's listening about that. Yes. So we have a quiz. It's like a two minute fun little quiz that you can take on my website, trinamcneely.com. And it's going to help you figure out how well you manage stress and overwhelm. So you can see where you're at in this process and then it will equip you with resources to continue on to unclutter your soul. Trina, thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie, Ivy, it's Mariah here. Just wanted to say happy birthday and wanted to let you know why I said yes to 
your incredible podcast, The Happy Hour. Uh, I had listened to a few episodes and the thing that really blew my mind was how willing you are to go to the uncomfortable places conversationally. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love living in the tension of um, difficult questions and uh, things that really push us outside of the norm. And you do that so well. You do that so graciously and gently and intelligently. So thank you for what you're doing, celebrating you your life, your birthday, your work, your podcast, your family, and sending hugs and kisses from me and from my honey, Joel. Love you. Bye. Jamie Ivy, you are a 100% complete and utter rock star. The first night we hung out under the lights at Lambert's, you made such a difference in my life, just listening to me and hearing my story. And Um, getting to hang out with you in Italy and all the fun stuff. I just want to tell you that the way you love women is so impactful. It's so real and authentic. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. I'm proud of you. I love you. I think you're super fun and you're super hot and all those epic things. You completely rock, Jamie. Good job. Cheers to 500 episodes, Jamie. And cheers to you, seeking and finding and searching for worthwhile stories to tell, including my own, when you voluntold me to be on the happy hour. And from that day on, um, I felt more confident and more secure that I had a voice and a story to tell. So thank you for doing that for me and for other people. Congratulations. Thank you so much for listening to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Graphics are by Amaya Savoy Easton. The show is edited by Angie Elkins. And I'm your host every week, Jamie Ivy. And goodness gracious, I love being here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.